Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Right now, when you head to clnsmedia.com slash win and enter the promo code CLNS50, you will get a 50% cash back bonus on your first deposit when you bet online on BetOnline.ag, the number one place to go for online sports betting. That's right. Head to clnsmedia.com slash win, and when you enter the promo code CLNS50, you'll get 50% cash back bonus on your first deposit. You can win big money here, so don't miss out. Once again, this episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head over to clnsmedia.com slash win promo code CLNS50. All right, let's get into this brand new episode. Hey, this is Leon Pope, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. Enjoy the show, man. It's always good. Team ambassador, Boston Celtics, Leon Pope, baby. Holla. We are hours away from the NBA trade deadline. It's the Causeway Street Podcast. Got Sean Dutra here. I am Josue Pavone. Joel Pavone is going to be joining us on the phone line today in this special episode, jam-packed episode the NBA trade deadline finally here. Episode, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Man, we already got some Woj bombs that popped off the night before. What's going to happen hours before the deadline? Can we see anything crazy, Sean? I don't know. Is Marcus Saul going to get moved? Is Mike Conley going to get moved? I don't know. Is Anthony Davis going to get moved nah, eventually? Are we well, going to finally see it? I mean, I don't. I don't expect too many. I don't expect too many big names to be traded. I don't. I mean, we already saw a couple big names. A couple no, big names. Got Bobby Portis there. Come on. Um, Otto what's, Porter. Um, what's his name? Switching sides. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. There you go. Tobias Harris, obviously the biggest name. but A lot of big contracts being moved. Yeah, yeah, a lot of big contracts, a lot of expiring contracts. I just don't see a lot of star power getting moved. In my opinion, star power means Marcus Gasol, um, Bradley Beal, mm. Anthony Davis's. That those type of big guys, I just don't see it happening. Um, but that's not to say that we're not going to see a bunch of trades. Right. And that's not to say that I could be completely fucking wrong. Because who knows on trade deadline day? Trade deadline day in the past has been a, a sleepy, sleepy day. Or we could have it like a couple years ago when there's 75 moves in one hour, and it's just it's ludicrous. So I mean, to predict it is almost out of, out of hand. But I think the big piece is Anthony Davis. Mm. That's what everyone's talking about. Is he going to go to the L.A. Lakers? Will they put enough in the deal? Will the Pelicans even want to trade him at the trade deadline or wait till the offseason? So that, that's, I think, um, 
When I say big names, Anthony Davis, and, and mark my words, Anthony Davis is not getting moved at this trade deadline. All right, well, yeah, that's definitely the biggest name of the day. We'll get into that and what that means for the Boston Celtics and, of course, what it means for the Los Angeles Lakers moving forward, whether they're able to put together a deal before the deadline or whether they'll have to wait to uh, – whether they'll have to wait for the summertime to, to, to see Anthony Davis on the move. Meanwhile, we also have a lot going on for the Celtics. Uh, of course, Anthony Davis is the talk around town. What Kyrie Irving had to say about his future in Boston is the talk around town. So we'll get into that. We'll have to definitely call Joel and get, get his two cents on the uh, situation right now. And also, we'll look ahead. The Celtics are days away from the All-Star break. What does that mean? For a team that's on a winning streak, currently third in the Eastern Conference, these guys are rolling. I know we've seen this before, right, Sean? I mean, mm-hmm. we saw an eight-game winning streak earlier yeah. in the season. Yeah. But I think something's a little different with better. this team. Yeah, yeah. This team is uh, – the eye test is – they've passed the eye test on, a, on a, a particular level that we haven't seen all year long. And we'll get – we'll talk more about that and, and what I actually mean when I say that because I think this team is – actually turn the corner. Sounds like why. we got a jam-packed episode, Sway. That's right, that's right. Yeah, you're going to be ready for your look yeah, at... Shit. You're going to be ready for uh, looking no, at... No, no, no. I'll make you wait. All right. Yeah, man. Yeah, I figured. But let's talk about... Let's talk about uh, what I think is the biggest story All right. in Boston. Right? All right, we'll get into that, and then we'll go through uh, just the, 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 the bigger trade. We're going to yeah. go through every single trade that's oh. gone down, but... Hey, guys. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go through the, uh, the, the trades that went down uh, last night, the night before the uh, trade deadline. Guys, Brandon Knight got moved, okay? It's yeah, a that's, big move. Actually, I was going to bring that up. But. I Marquise Chris got moved as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you love that trade. You were blown away by that. That was that a was three a, teamer, buddy. That was, that was the Woj bomb you were waiting for. A three teamer. Right? <laughs> when you have the likes of Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris moving in one trade, go. You need a third team. All right, what's on your mind? What do you got? Kyrie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what the right. hell's going on with Kyrie? I take it you're upset with him. What happened? What yes, do you do? I'm upset with Kyrie. What do you do? What do you do to piss you off? See, this is this is what I don't get. Why are we looking ahead? <laughs> Why are we like looking to <laughs> add Anthony Davis? Everyone's like, oh hey, you know, should we trade for Anthony Davis? What do we include in the package? You gotta make sure your main guy is happy first. What makes you think he's not happy? He, he's not happy. What? Like, no, I don't know what the hell. Okay, not happy in general or not happy know. with the situation? I don't know. I don't he's think not, Danny knows. He's not being. Uh, I don't think anyone knows. I don't even think he's not Kyrie being transparent knows. with you. Yes. You're, you're upset about it. Yes. And to everybody at the beginning of the season that said, see, he's going to sign long term with us. You heard him. He would never say that and back off. Well, guess what, you fucking idiots? He did. <laughs> what do you mean? How do you back off? Uh, you want to hear him double down on on his promise? Is that what you want? I believe the quote was, uh, "I don't owe anyone shit." <laughs> yeah. That's uh and and, and I love how that sounds the, like a Ducha quote. Yeah, yeah that's something, that's something like, you would say. That sounds like something that I would say. Like four drinks, five drinks. Right. In. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> that's an F bomb thrown in there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> but I know what that means. That means everything I said earlier. I was being a nice guy. No, that's not, it it. that's not it. That's no, not it. That's not it. No, don't try to spin it. I was after that quote. Uh, that's exactly what I was on I'm Twitter, and I saw a lot of the Celtics media listen to the whole quote. Uh, uh, uh. Guess what? However you want to take it, mad at the media, mad at this, mad at that, not mad at the Celtics. He still wants his line line. No, 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 no. He said, I don't owe anyone shit. So that means... When he was asked directly about his free agency and his plans for free agency, that was the quote that he had. He also said that he's going to do what's best for him and his family. Okay, which doesn't mean I'm going to sign with the Celtics. But it doesn't mean that he's not going to either. It doesn't, but it it's a total – like that's what I'm trying to say. Like it's a total – at the beginning of the season he said, if you guys will have me back, 
I I I plan on re-signing with you guys. Whatever the exact quote was. Are you are you having him back? You're not having him back, right? You're rejecting him right now, right? You're upset with him. I'm not. Okay. You're mad at him right now. Let me complete my thought, and then I'll, <laughs> okay, I don't right. know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm an angry. I'm. I no. I I really feel like somebody said the other day, like you know, Kyrie's like a high school chick. Like the chick in high school that just couldn't make up her mind whether she was like you know down to date you or not. You know what I mean? She's the diva. She's not. Yeah, sure. she's the diva, man. She's like every, yeah. Every little thing triggers her. Yes. Yeah, yes. Any, any, it's any not rumor, good. Any rumor, girl? Hey, hey, hey! I heard you're gonna uh, date Greg. Yeah. Or is that true? Wait, what? No. I heard you borrowed. I, I had lunch with him one time. What are you I, talking about? I heard you borrowed Stephanie's pen in math class. Now we're over. You know what? This isn't a bad metaphor, Sean. Usually your metaphors are a little out there, but this one's yeah, not this too one's, bad. This one's spot it's not too bad on. because you know what? I agree with the notion or in terms of for this metaphor, if we're using this one right now, I agree that the rumors have, have completely pissed him off to the point where he's saying to himself, I don't need to explain what I already said earlier in the no, season. No, he could have said that. Why do I need to? He could have said that, though. But why does he have to do that? Oh, he why? Didn't, he didn't have to say Celtics, re-signing, didn't have to say anything. He should have just said, go back to what I said. Nothing's changed from what I said. Not, I don't owe anyone shit. He doesn't <laughs> owe anyone an explanation? Okay, okay. Fine, well, let fine. Me, let me ask you Then this you thing. say that. Then you say, go back to what I said at the at the start of the season. I don't know anyone a further explanation at this point. All right, let me let me ask you this: What did he do to warrant the, these these questioning? This line of questioning by the New York media, by the way, people failed to to bring this up. Okay, this was the New York media that was just pulling at him, poking at him, asking him about his future in Boston. There was probably like a three or four Celtics media members in that scrum at the time. Okay, but most of the questions came from the New York media, which of course New York has to sell headlines. Of course, New York wants to see Kyrie Irving in the Knicks jersey. They want to get people amped up or at least the Knicks fans thinking about the thought of of him in a Knicks jersey and what did Kyrie Irving do to 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 earn these questions I don't know when they asked him about the Knicks and free agency he said yeah like, yeah they're they're but why do they ask him setting themselves up pretty pretty well for, for a run in free agency yeah, but why do they ask him though one Porzingis just got traded okay that's one of them what's another reason because there's rumors out there about Kyrie wanting to join the Knicks, why and there always there, have been. Why is there rumors about him joining the Knicks? There always have been. Since be, mm. before he said anything about, I want to sign with the Celtics, the Knicks have always been floating out there. Right. Okay. So then when he said that, they went away. But why do they come back? One, like you said, Porzingis got traded, right? They freed up cast space to, to bring in two max guys. That's it. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. There's another reason. Anthony Davis. Wants to wants to be traded, oh, yeah. right? Sure. Okay. The so said the next who's one. behind the the Anthony Davis trade request? Uh, LeBron James and Clutch Sports. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So why can't everyone realize that this whole thing is being orchestrated? They want Kyrie to react the way he did. They want rumors out there saying that oh, Kyrie is actually thinking about leaving Boston because things aren't so great as it looks like from the from the outside looking in. And then on top of everything. All of a sudden, oh, Anthony Davis's dad doesn't want him doesn't want his son playing for the Celtics. All of these reports, and yet Kyrie Irving has to explain himself when he didn't say anything. He had nothing to say about all this stuff. It's just all speculative. Okay, there's no concrete evidence. And sure, he could have easily been like, you know what? No, you guys heard what I said early in the season. Don't listen to that. But Kyrie doesn't move like that. Kyrie hates but that. You don't hates have... being put in a corner, pressured to then... answer questions that he doesn't need to even think about right but now. then he shouldn't have said shit 
At the beginning, he should have said, I don't owe anyone just, shit just at the beginning mute. of the season. If he went mute, then everyone would no, have like, oh, say something, the, Kyrie. At the beginning of the season, no one told him, hey, you need to say you're going to sign with the Celtics. But you love that. I didn't love it. Why? I said it was complete bullshit. Because you weren't buying into it? I didn't buy a single fucking word. That's why I'm saying, like, for everyone who bought into that and said, oh, uh, he's going to sign long-term, he's going to sign long-term, he's going to sign long-term. If he was, he would have kept that solid all year and said, I'm going to sign with the Celtics. He's not. That is not his answer now. So things are not good in Kyrie land. In my opinion, it's the number one story about the Boston Celtics for the rest of the season. It's now turned into championship or bust for the Boston Celtics because you can't guarantee your number one star and the star that other stars are going to want to come in and play with is going to return next year. Even the Celtics do win the championship. This this still won't go away. And I asked him that. I yeah, said, but you at least get the championship. He talked about distractions after that next game. And I said, okay, well, Kyrie, I said, does winning ultimately make the distractions go away at the end of the day? And he said, you know the answer to that question. And he's right, because it doesn't. It's always going to be there until July 1st until he makes the decision. So my question to you is whether the Celtics get Anthony Davis Wait, or you not. you know the answer to that question. Huh? He said, you know the answer to that question? Yeah, but then he he, he gave me this whole spiel about, uh, or or he talked about how winning a championship is the only thing he's focused on right now. He's focused on winning a championship for the Celtics, and that's his main focus. And I love that answer because yeah. that's exactly what he's going through right now. Sure. He doesn't have time or he doesn't want to put in the time to explain himself about the upcoming free agency. He's too busy trying to get this team where it needs to be, trying to get everyone on the same page. And right now, right. they look pretty damn good, and that's the last thing people are asking him about. Right, and I'm never one to not want to talk about, like, trades. I love trades. I love all this free agency stuff. But it's it's seriously pointless if you don't know what Kyrie's going to do. Cause you can't stay build. in Boston. You what's, can't build a future if you don't know what Kyrie's going to do. What's he going to do? He's going to go to L.A. and team up with LeBron again? A reunion Go to New York. I don't know. Go to New York for, with who? With who? Is Durant going to go by himself? Because one of those guys have to make that push first. One guy is not going to just go there and say, oh, yeah, the other guy will come too. It doesn't work like that. And Kyrie Irving will certainly not be the number one guy to go, the first one to go, to make that leap. Yeah, I just think that there's a lot of unknowns now that he didn't he didn't double down on it. And I think you could you could breeze over it or like and say, oh, it's no big deal. He's going to sign. It was no big deal. But I just I don't see it that way. Is I don't. It, is Anthony Davis going to uh... – eventually stay put, and then Celtics will have a shot during the offseason? Or do you think he might get moved? This trade deadline? Yeah. Nah, he's not moving this trade deadline. Okay, so let's say, hypothetically, uh, he doesn't get traded to the Celtics. Does that affect what Irving does? So let's hypothetically say that he does go to the Lakers and they accept that deal at the trade deadline. Yeah, the Lakers, somehow, they get the number one pick or whatever. <laughs> they get a good pick to throw in there. Yeah. And they finally force the trade, yeah. No, I, I, I think that, yeah, that could definitely have an effect on... On Kyrie, as much as he says, but it, it's why not gonna, would that make him hold on. to New York? Yeah, but hold on. I do think though, if the Celtics can play up to their potential this year, and they do win a championship, then I think Kyrie's back, no problem at all, because they're fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they have young guys coming up; they're good. But if there's any more turmoil on this team. That's what's going to be the deciding factor before for Kyrie coming back. If they get knocked out in the second round to, I mean, we're going to get into Philadelphia, but Philadelphia just got a whole hell of a lot better. They become, or they get knocked out by Toronto in the second round, or Milwaukee in the second round. You think Kyrie's coming back? Yes. I don't. I really don't. It could be because this is the thing. If 
if Anthony Davis is basically putting his foot in the ground at, at, and from everything we've heard, he doesn't want to come to Boston. From everything we've heard. Whoever's saying it, that's to be determined. But if it does become true that Anthony Davis doesn't want to come to Boston, then you're going to stay on a team that just got knocked in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs where obviously you're not going to get the big fish Anthony Davis. You're going to have to wait for a couple guys to develop. list goes on and on of why it's not a probably a win-now situation. I mean, if you get knocked in the second round, Gordon Hayward probably isn't back up to par, right? There's a lot of negatives about staying in Boston if they can't compete for a championship this year. I think if Anthony Davis doesn't want to come to Boston, it doesn't even matter for the Celtics because they are convinced, and rightfully so, that if once he gets to Boston, once he gets a taste of the city, once he's paired up with Kyrie Irving on the floor, winning games at TD Garden, all that's going to change. His tune will change, okay, whether his dad likes it sure. or whether he doesn't want to we'll go see. to Boston. Danny Age is willing to make that deal. Danny Age has been drooling over Anthony Davis since he traded away Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. I just so we can get into the Anthony Davis stuff now, and let's get Joel on the phone. But my biggest problem: switching over to Anthony Davis. Take Kyrie out of the situation because you don't trade for Anthony Davis, in my opinion. You don't trade for Anthony Davis if you haven't re-signed Kyrie. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. You're, if Kyrie bounces, right? You might as well just keep what you have. Build around the young guys. Yeah. Who are you going to trade then for Anthony Davis? You're going to have Anthony Davis and Gordon Haywood, right? Mm. No. Yeah, you're not going to flip Tatum if there's no Kyrie to pair with so Anthony Davis. take Kyrie out of the situation. The only way you're trading for Anthony Davis if you have Kyrie. I don't, I don't want to trade if he's not committing to an extension before you give up Tatum. Well, that's not going to happen. It's not. He's not going to. Commit. Then you don't. Then 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 what are we talking about? We're talking about seeing why, him why paired give- with Kyrie Irving. They compete for a championship. They win a championship in 2020. And he and signing is a no brainer at that point because the money is there and the chemistry clearly works between. No, nah, no, that's too much of a risk. That's too much of a risk to, to trade away Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. However, you, however, I feel about Jalen Brown. Trading both of those guys away. I mean, I'd trade Jalen Brown away to take this risk any day of the week. But if you're now throwing in Tatum into this deal, you need to, you need to guarantee. it. You can't take that risk. Tatum is too good of a player to take that risk. That Davis could walk after one season. All right, let's circle back uh, later in this episode. We'll get, we'll get Drew on the phone. We'll, we'll dive right back into that conversation. But in the meantime, let's, uh, let's go down these trades. Uh, what, what has gone down before the trade deadline? We're hours away. Uh, Woj was going off. We had uh, tweets from Shams. Shams was actually one up in Woj in a couple of these uh, tweets. While, while, while yeah, Woj, I hate Shams' while, name. While Woj was saying how uh, X oh, player is, is being discussed in a certain trade, Shams was just like, bam. Deal. See, like I, I always thought it was Sam's. Later. I always thought it was Sam's. I always forget the H in his name. No, it's H in there. So anytime I try to search it, it's like you know, Sam. No. <sighs> you still search Sam's? Yeah, I always do. <laughs> All right. So it's probably the biggest one of the day. What's the biggest one? Clippers and the Sixers. The Clippers do need two trading. Tobias Harris, Boban, a.k.a. the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. Also, that's a package deal, man. They're Mike like best friends. And Mike Scott for Landry Shement, who was picked over Robert Williams right before uh, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, twenty twenty first rounder and a twenty twenty one unprotected first round via Miami, and two second rounders, all for Tobias Harris to wear a Sixers uniform. Sean, what do you? Uh, that's a great deal for. What's your take on this? That's a great deal 
for Philadelphia. I th- I've been nervous about Philadelphia all year. I think they're one of the best. They're yeah, yeah. They're yeah prob- what do you think about their moves this year? So, they've essentially traded away their entire future for two surrounding. I mean, for no, they haven't. Hold, hold on, hold on. They've pretty much traded their entire future for two expiring contracts and Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Yeah, but they see. I was reading something that they, that's their core four. They're going to build around that. They have been. They're going to lock a, those guys in. They have Ben Simmons on a cheap deal. They've already signed uh, Joel Embiid. You, they could, they have enough space now to sign both of those guys again. I mean, you could, but is that what you really want? That's the core. Yeah, you're going to have a developing Embiid who's just going to get better. Simmons is just going to get better. I see the logic. Jimmy Butler is going to get. Jimmy Butler going to going to be more comfortable. So you're going to lock into Bias Harris. And that, that's you your could. that's your squad you moving could. forward. Why not? That's a that's a very formidable squad. That team knock off the Celtics in this best of seven series. Yeah, I think so. Unless until Gordon Hayward's right, or until they stop playing him. I just think if these two teams were to go into a best of seven series right now or two months from now or whenever the case may be in the playoffs, I still think the Celtics have the edge. I think I think okay. So like Tobias is a good player. Yeah, but especially Tobias when you're the number a, one option Tobias on the Clippers. Tobias is a game changer. Like if he's you a think, game changer when he what? He's the third option? No, he'll be the he'll be technically the fourth option on that team. So if if you you saw what type like to me, he reminds me a lot of like the Chris Middleton um the guy that, if you put him on a team that's he's doesn't have to be the number one or number two guy, he can seriously change things. I mean, he's technically like a almost like a role player on this team now, but he he shoots like forty percent from three, is a big body, can play some D, a very efficient shooter. Like he's a good he's a good. Fourth piece. He's a great fourth piece. Think about that. Like that in a seven game series, you're gonna you're gonna have to stop now. What was the biggest thing? What was the biggest thing we said about Philly last year? What didn't they have? A closer. Consistent scoring. Yeah, or a closer. Or a closer. Now you get Jimmy Butler, and now you get more consistent scoring with Tobias Harris. I'm sorry. Everyone wants to sh- to crap on the Sixers because oh they got no bench, they got no this. I'm sorry. Get the hell, get up, Bellinelli out of here. Get uh, Ilya, whoever else was on it. Was it Ilya Sova last year? Yeah, he was there last year. Uh, all those crappy players that are just like, come on, Mir Johnson on a, on a different up. team every year. You don't need them, okay? <laughs> you got another guy that that is. He should have been an All Star this year. He was an All Star last year. All Star player, yeah, huge trade. Definitely catapults uh, Philly back up to the top of the Eastern Conference, in my opinion. All right, well, Miami Heat sent Tyler Johnson to Phoenix. I don't know how Tim feels about that. We didn't get a chance to have him on. But uh, Miami is acquiring uh, Ryan Anderson in exchange for Tyler Johnson. Yeah, it just sounds like Miami's just giving the fuck up. So, um, $50 million deal. Well, how many years left on that now? They also had Wayne Ellington in that deal, which is strange because he's like a— That's right. Yes, I left that part out. He's like a legit, legit, like, role player down there, Mm. I thought, unless he fell out of favor, but— This one was— Surprising to me. Chicago Bulls and Washington Wizards agreed on a deal that sends the Wizards' newly signed uh, Otto Porter for Bobby Porter's and Jabari Parker and includes a 2023 second-round pick to the Wizards. Yeah. Um, that's a come-up if you're the Wizards. That's Bobby a huge... Portis, Jabari Parker. I mean, those are two solid pieces. Yeah, Jabari Parker obviously has injury troubles, but, I mean, yeah, but Bobby Porter. I would have done Bobby Porter's for Otto Porter. It's like, fine, done. 
Like I was thinking Jabari Parker. Either way. Either whatever. way. Yeah, you give it that, you give it that huge contract. That's a that's a huge contract, especially with John Wall being out for another yeah, year. Yeah, so now you got some cap relief. Yeah. But can they pull in a, a free agent though? They could. There's gonna be. There's gonna be a lot of free agents. Out they're there. not. They're not giving up in this core, huh? They're they're, they're, you know they're, they're riding with Bradley Beal and John Wall. At? Who? Their their homegrown hero. Bryant. Ah, Kevin Durant, man. Free agent. Does he go back home? I don't know. Just saying. That was a big rumor as the first time. First time around in free agency for him. I didn't even think about that's why that. they brought Scott Brooks over there. It's amazing how many teams are just clearing up space with the with like, the hope that they could bring in a, hey, a, we're a gonna, top tier. Free we're agent. either going to suck for five years, or we're going to or, or we're going to get a free agent. Yeah, we're going to be competing for the next Jesus three to four years. You know what team never did that? Celtics. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. Danny Ainge, man. You know what team loves doing that? New York. Time yes. and time again, they just go for these big free agents. They never work on their homegrown players, and they think that they're going to hit the bank with these guys. And then when it doesn't pan out. They're stuck paying player X for the next three or four years, and their salary is shot. They finally cleared up space, and they traded away Porzingis. I mean, we didn't even get into that that much, but let's talk a little bit about that. I don't even I get mean, that. I don't get that. I mean, they are they are thinking that it's a no-brainer. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, they're both coming. That's the only reason why you make a move like if that. If you told Knicks fans a year ago, before Porzingis went down, that they made this deal— they would be at the garden with pitchforks and torches, and that the garden would burn. But you know, James Dolan would be murdered. But you know their plan B would be to re-up DeAndre. I mean, you might as well if you strike out on those two guys. Why was Porzingis so unhappy? How can someone who is the centerpiece of a franchise, a franchise that's been rebuilding, they're destined to have a top five pick at least in this upcoming draft, you have cast space to bring somebody else in. Why would you hate that scenario? Why think, do you want out and now you're in Dallas? No, I think he realized, like, New York, this this organization sucks. Like everything about the organization sucks, and it isn't even like it isn't even like this is the first time he's been brought up in trade trade rumors and everything. There's been dissent there for a while. I feel I, I feel like I've always heard stories about how there was something about how was he rehabbed differently than what they wanted him to do, or something, and then they just then they just shut him down for the entire season. So. I don't know. I think there's there's something going. There was something going on there, and now the Mavericks talk about another team trying to clear up some cap space. They so get Porzingis. No, they get Porzingis, and what else they do? <laughs> so, well, they also did what they also did was uh, damn. How do you know that? Did you know I had it, I had this queued up right here on my phone? How do you know that? The Kings traded with the Dallas Mavericks, sending Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph to Dallas for Harrison Barnes. Um. Great move for the Kings. Barnes. I think it's a great move for the Kings. Bad move for the Celtics. Yeah. That doesn't help them with the whole, uh, we have your pick, so we need you to keep losing games. Yeah, that says, like, hey, we're really okay with getting an eighth seed this year. They just want to compete. They, they want these young guys to get that experience. They, yeah. You put you put uh, the young guys up in Sacramento, add Harrison Barnes, instead of Justin Jackson. Ugh, gross. <laughs> It's like one of those players you just look at. You're like, you're just. <sighs> this is incredible, though. So now Dallas has cast space to grab somebody in the, in, in the free agency pool. You got uh, whatever is left of Zach Randolph. Who, he's pretty much just been chilling since he got yep. to Sacramento. Yep. After that whole like weed bust the thing, weed he was just, I'm just going to yeah. chill and yeah. sell dime bags and just kick my... it for this for the entire season. <laughs> and hopefully, 
I'll be traded to a, a competing team. But even though Dallas Mavericks aren't in that situation right now, they're looking pretty damn good for next year. Yeah, I, the da- Dallas has done some some interesting things. I'm telling you, Mark Cuban is is like so dead set on mm-hmm. making sure Dirk has one more playoff playoff run. run. You know, and this is it. This is yeah. it. This is the last one. This will be the last year. Yep. Well, I think um, obviously the most impactful trade for this year is going to be the Tobias Harris trade on the Eastern Conference playoff race. But we will feel the impact. And New York, the New York Knicks will feel the impact when Porzingis is a multiple-time All-Star in the Western Conference, matched up with Luka. They don't get any big free agent. That trade's going to be put down in NBA history. It's like one of the most lopsided trades in NBA history. All right, let's jump to the phone line, Sean. Let's uh, let's see what Joel Pavone has to say about this because uh, it's plenty, Who's that? plenty to get into from Kyrie Irving to Anthony Davis to the trades that have gone down, the trades that might go down. Let's see what Joel has to say about this. And he joins us right now on the Causeway Street Podcast. Joel, what's up, bro? What's going on? What up? Still got to say on, it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we got Anthony Davis. Obviously, uh, the headline of this NBA trade deadline. What do you think, man? Does he get moved? Do the Lakers finally uh, put together a, a deal? You know, do they do they do they throw in like Malibu and and and, and Jack Nicholson and, and other parts of LA to go with the deal, the package deal? And New Orleans finally says yes. Yeah, yeah. LeBron, LeBron signed. I heard it was in a deal too. I think that was the latest report. A commitment, uh, right? So when he comes at the yeah, NBA, yeah. He, has to play, he has to play for the Pelicans <laughs> exactly. as soon as he gets out. Like, all of the ball kids, and I think, and I think even 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 Mr. Ball too gets thrown in that deal as well. He's gonna be the president. Oh wow! <laughs> um, yeah, so I I still think even even after all of that, the Pelicans are gonna still say nope. We're gonna wait until the off season. All right. So what does that mean for the Celtics? I mean, obviously they're a big player here um, throughout these talks. <laughs> Um, Jason Tatum is already being mentioned as the centerpiece of a potential deal. Danny Ainge has been on the phone telling these guys to hold off, that it's in their best interest to hold off, and that they could see someone like Jason Tatum, which, of course, means everything for this deal because I can't think of another team that could put together a better deal. I mean, I have one team in mind, but this team I don't think has the, uh, what should I say, the the sack to actually pull the deal off. And, that, and that's Denver. The cojones? Yeah, I think Denver could, if they really wanted to, they, they could at least put an offer in, but I don't see them doing that anytime soon. But what, what do you think? Does uh, does Jason Tatum actually become a part of this deal? Is, is that the ultimate deal breaker that brings Anthony Davis to Boston? Um, yes and no, because, you know, New Orleans is definitely going to, that's going to be the first the first player on their list from, from Boston is, is Jason Tatum. But if anybody can pull this deal off without Jason Tatum in in that in the in the trade offer, it's Danny Ainge. He'll he'll find a way somehow. Even though even though I, I bet you now he's still saying yeah, you know yeah we'll throw in Tatum. But uh, you know in the final hour uh, this summer he's gonna figure out a way to be like you know what no Jason Tatum is not included in this deal, but Danny Ainge will still pull it off somehow. And and, and New Orleans will say okay yeah we're that's fine. We didn't want Jason Tatum anyway, so right, that's what that's what I think is going to happen. Believe it or not. So is Jalen Brown going to be the centerpiece here? Because I, I think Jalen Brown is someone that you could actually make a make a case for last year after the postseason because he had one hell of a postseason for the Celtics. So I think he'd have to duplicate that at least at minimum for him to even be mentioned as a centerpiece in this deal. Well, the thing about the thing about both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown because of the great postseason they had last year, 
now, this time around, you know that their names have been been thrown around in trade rumors. Uh, you know that the Celtics technically can't do anything because they don't want to trade Kyrie Irving this year. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. You know, they're playing on borrowed time, yeah, you know, in terms of going up in the standings in the Eastern Conference, what, they're third now. They could potentially catch Toronto or maybe even Milwaukee. And then, and then the playoff run. And obviously, if Kyrie's healthy, uh, anything could happen. So if they duplicate that or even, you know, play better than they did last season, then, uh, and especially the postseason, then, you know, all bets are off when it comes to moving those pieces, especially someone like Jalen Brown, who I think probably needs it more than Jason Tatum does. All right, Joel, what do you think about Tobias Harris having an effect on this year's Eastern Conference playoff run? I mean, I think it's I think it's a lot. Uh, I think it is going to have a big effect. I think it's overrated, but uh. I think it's going to have a big effect on how Philadelphia plays in the postseason. Oh. What do you oh, the same way the same way Jimmy Butler had an effect on uh, on the Sixers that you believe that they were the best team in the East before. Yeah. Before the tip to buy a trade, just like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Same exact <laughs> oh, way. <okay>. Same exact <laughs> way. I have the same feeling. That's working out very well for Jimmy Butler, who you know can't stay healthy, and and uh, and their their bench is even has even gotten thinner these days. It's a great pickup for Philadelphia. I'm not I'm not slighting Tobias Harris and the and the least. He uh, definitely should have been an All Star this year, in my opinion. But again, he's a he's a rental. Philadelphia is obviously they're, they're throwing all their eggs in one basket to try to come out of the East. But I still don't think they have enough to compete with the Celtics. Never mind someone like Toronto or even Milwaukee. Yeah, I I think I think I was I was quick to to say that I I I, so I think I accidentally predicted them to win against seven games against the Celtics already today. Uh, I don't, maybe they don't win, but they definitely can push the Celtics to seven uh, in a, in a, in in the in the playoffs. But the issue now is that you have formidable opponents in the top four of the East. That means the Celtics are going to be playing a a, a, a huge uh, a huge a big seed, a, not a walk in the park. Even if they do get the number one seed in the second round of the playoffs, and I think Philadelphia really starts to make that uh, second round of the playoffs a lot more interesting. Well, um, you look at a team like. Like the Wizards, who were pretty much dead in the water, they just pulled off a deal for Jabari Parker. That team could potentially make a run at the eighth or seventh seed in the in the East. And oh, speaking of the Wizards, of... we got a hold on, Joel. We got a blockbuster trade coming from the Wizards right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Is Mar- there auto pointer for Jabari? No, Markeith Morris to the Pelicans. Really. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just being Sean and saying weird things. Yeah, Ooh, I know, right? Wesley Johnson. <laughs> yeah, why did you say it like that? Wesley Johnson. Oh, okay. Just saying. Start putting the pieces together. Marquise oh, okay. Morris. Man, so many deals. Goes to New play. Orleans. I was really trying to say. He's going to sign as a free agent in, in New Orleans. He's going to team up with Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, whoever, whichever gets dealt. Marquise. Marquis. Probably yeah. want to play together. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. You never know. Just saying. that That's a little bit of... Uh, a giant blockbuster while we're recording this episode. We should report out on. Yeah, all right. For fair journalism. All right, all right. We'll see what else. Well, it's like it's 
It's yeah. funny because uh, a, a lot of these big trades are happening, you know, way before the deadline. So it might be a quiet deadline for the actual, like, leading up to the 3 p.m. cutoff. Yeah, everyone wants to get these deals in like well, well before, yeah. so they make sure they, they they get what they want. A lot of uh, big contracts being moved around. Well, that's what that's what the second part of this was. I guess it's saying uh, now Bradley Beal is not expected to move because mm. they moved Otto Porter. Yeah, that's a they moved Marquis Morris' contract. They're under the luxury tax now, so that's a that's a that's a bonus for the Wizards who flat out suck. I don't think that they're making a run for anything, truthfully. But well, I mean, with Wall being injured for the rest of the season, they can't move him. No one's gonna want him, so they're like, uh, we, we, might, we might, might want to keep Beal for a little bit longer and keep him up with some sort of, you know, talent to to make. I think they're still gonna make a push. It's, I mean, they, you got the bottom, the bottom two teams uh, that are potentially playoff teams in the East up under 500, so that's not out of the question that they can kind of make a run for that. So going back to your uh, question about the the Sixers, I still think they're they're. Their starters are great, with now with the addition of Harris, but it's their it's their bench that that needs help. Their bench needed help after they got they, after they got Jimmy Butler, and now they're I mean unless Marcel Fultz uh, figure out how to play basketball again, I don't know what what's coming off the bench for for the Sixers that's going to help them in the postseason. He has a disorder, and, okay. Sure. <laughs> still defending him, huh? Still defending him. <laughs> All right, well, one guy you've defended all year long has certainly been Kyrie Irving. Now, he, of course, is up for a big contract. Um, his his quotes out of New York last Friday had a lot of Celtics fans worried. Has your confidence at all changed in, in terms of uh, him sticking around in Boston, his future in Boston, his future with the Celtics? Do you think he'll ultimately sign, regardless of what he's been saying, uh, to the media? And with that being said, if he does end up staying, of course, does not only elevate the chances of seeing Anthony Davis in a Celtics uniform? Yeah, I think he'll ultimately stay. Uh, I mean, it was a bunch of Knicks media people that were getting under his skin at Madison Square Garden at, the, at that Celtic shoot-around that he pretty much was like, I don't got to answer to anybody, especially members of the media. And shit, I remember after the Isaiah Thomas trade, I was one of the first ones to say, especially after his appearance on um, First Take, I was like, he's going to drive the media nuts with his I don't know, wishy washy like attitude towards different things and like when he should speak, he doesn't want to. When he shouldn't, he you can't stop talking. So this is just Kyrie. This is just who he is. And he just looked agitated, obviously, when he was being asked about Davis and being asked about the Knicks clearing up cap space. It's pretty much like uh, things that are out of his control and people floating around rumors. And he's just like, I got nothing to do with that, even though he's friends with Davis and uh, he's been linked to the Knicks in the past. So it, it goes it goes without saying about these different questions that he gets asked. But I don't know. I still think he's going to resign. Obviously, that makes it uh, that makes it a better thing, better better for him to stay. If Davis is obviously in the mix, and who better to make this all happen than Mister Danny? All right, Joe. Appreciate you checking in, man. Uh, get down here soon, man. We got a, uh, a top 25 players list to, to go through. Oh, snap. All-Star Weekend, our annual list, top 25 players going down uh, next week's episode before the NBA All-Star break. And I can't wait because that always brings up the best debates between us three. So get down here. Definitely, fellas. Definitely, fellas. Uh, I appreciate uh, being the opportunity to check in. 
And uh, I don't know if you guys realize, but, like, this week is, like, L.A. week. You know, the Bruins, other than the tight Patriots, obviously, is, like, they're taking care of the Rams, you know, the Bruins did their thing, and the Celtics against the Lakers. Yeah, they're all going to catch L's. This week. That's, the, uh, that's the theme of the week. Yeah, yeah. L.A., all they do is hold L's. Craziness, craziness. And A's. And do we know if LeBron's going to play uh, on Thursday? It looks like he's going to play tonight. So I can't wait. Oh. And it's going to be uh, amazing to hear the creativity out of the Celtics fans because the, he is going to hear it for his first time in a Lakers uniform at TD Garden. And yeah. his team hates him. Yep. He cannot stand the guy right now because he pretty much put them all on the table, including the top prospects, guys that were supposed to be uh, pieces to help the Lakers in the future, all on the table for Anthony Davis. Well, it's, it's, it's weird that the, the, that the Lakers fans all of a sudden are like upset about like the potential of these guys being involved in a trade when the last few years all their top picks they've traded them. Like D'Angelo Russell, uh Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, they've gotten rid of all these guys, so I don't understand. Like isn't that what the like what Lakers fans wanted to 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 be able to compete for championships was well, you know, the only way to do that is get rid of these young guys and, and go for superstars. Pretty much. And that's always what they've done in the past. Apparently, they have better assets than the Celtics, so, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Well, I mean, yeah, when you have, you know, all the balls and, you know, LeVar and fucking, uh, who else, uh, LeBron's son and Jack Nicholson, then, yeah, you got, yeah, you got, you got a good, pretty, you got a pretty good trade offer that trade package for, for Anthony Davis, and the Pelicans <laughs> are not going to punch. You got the next decade, you know, you're constantly getting something from the Lakers. That's even better than the, the, the Brooklyn Nets heist that, the, that Danny H pulled off about five years ago. Yeah, throw Stevie Wonder in that deal, too. <laughs> All right, Drew. Oh, man. <laughs> With Stevie that Wonder. being said, before, yeah. before, Jesus. before Drew oh, goes down man. that dark path, let's, uh, let's just, let's just stop it right there. Crazy superstitions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, man. <laughs> Riding on the wall. All right, guys, I'm out. <laughs> All right. Like you like to say, gun, 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 gun to the head, all right? Gun to the head. All right, gun to the head. Jason Tatum, on the table for Anthony Davis or not? Um, what are you doing? You're Danny Ainge. Only if he guarantees an extension, just like KG. What do you want, a verbal commitment like Kyrie what did gave KG you? Do? You're still not committed to that. What did KG do? What do you mean? He signed one right away. He's not going to do that. He's not going to leave money on the table. No. KG, KG re-signed immediately. Yeah, if you get something, if you sign Kyrie Irving and then Anthony Davis says yes I'm going to sign an extension. I will I agree to sign an extension whatever that that yes, then I would put Tatum in the deal. Do you think Celtics fans are like way too uh what's the word I'm looking for? They're they're too like possessive of their of their uh prospects or their rising talent because I, I, no, there, I think there's they, a handful of Celtics fans that will not trade Tatum under any circumstances. They're like no, keep him. If you can't make the deal with him, then don't do it at all. I think that's crazy. I don't think it's crazy because I think you saw what they did last year without Kyrie and against the Cavaliers team that why was does, put why together. Why do people always say that, though? Because, because they, they had home court advantage because of Kyrie. Yeah, but You don't still, get home still, court without you Kyrie. Don't, you don't see a team put together a run like that where they're – who's the best player in the playoffs for the Celtics? Tatum. All right. Who was the second best player? You want to put Horford there or whatever? Who's the third? Horford. Taylor Horford. Brown. Brown, Rozier. Rozier, right? Yeah. So th- that core brought you within probably a fourth quarter, pretty much. A quarter from reaching the NBA Finals. So, in my opinion, it's a lot harder to recognize that over the course of a year 
especially when you have all these all-stars in here. But you remember that talent. So the last thing that you – the reason why I think – and I, I'm big on Tatum. I'm a Tatum guy. I don't want to give up Tatum to look at two years down the road. Kyrie's gone. Anthony Davis came and went. And then you're watching Tatum – be an all-NBA player for the next... I don't understand how you're not sold on those two playing next to each other and not loving the situation that they're in. Like, why, why would why would that be an option? Because, because uh, again, what's the alternative? Because of Tatum. Because I don't no, think... No, no, no. I'm, wanna... talking about, I'm talking about Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving playing together. Yeah, like, but why would they want to shake that up and fast, make that a one-year thing? Fast forward... Let's just fast forward three years. Jason Tatum have the ability to be a 25-point-per-game ga- player and at the age of 23, um, 24... I'm not sure, and that's my dilemma. And, and sure. I think I think that's why I'm talking about fans overvaluing people. Because here's the question that you need to ask yourself, Celtics fans: Is Jason Tatum closer to being a Kobe Bryant, LeBron James kind of player, or is he closer to being a Paul George, DeMar DeRozan kind of player? And I'm not saying being a Paul George or DeMar DeRozan kind of player is necessarily a bad thing because I do think he has the potential to to be that guy. I think he will be that guy, but. If you have someone who is eventually going to be a Paul George or DeMar DeRozan and you have a chance to flip that guy for a top five player in Anthony Davis, a guy who's still getting better, by the way, he's 25 years old, a guy who is destined to be an MVP in this league within the next two to three years. Sure. It's a no-brainer. But if he's going to be a LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, I can see your point. So if you're in the camp of believing that he's going to be that kind of player, a top five guy, then I see where you're coming from. I don't see that with Tatum. Okay, so that's do you like, see that with Tatum? Uh, uh, yeah, I think there's the potential that it'd be a top. You think he could five, be a Kobe top ten player in the you NBA? You think he could arguably be the oh, best player in the, the NBA? About the best player of all time, best player. In, I'm not uh, talking about the best player in the NBA. Do you think he'll be a top three guy at some point? That there'll the, be a debate down the road in five years from now that people will say, "Oh, Tatum is the best player in the NBA." I don't. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Tatum won an MVP. I would, I would be if Tatum. If Tatum gets in the right situation. And he's the guy. And he's 26 years old. So Tatum will be 26 years old in 2024? Yes. Which would mean Davis is 31. He would be turning 31 that year. I'm just saying, that's a lot of basketball. Kyrie would be turning, what, 33 around that time? That's a lot of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of basketball that you'd be giving up on. And I think that... The Celtic. The reason why I think the Celtics overvalue their assets is they've seen what they can get with less. You've seen what you can get by just by just packaging Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder and a pick, and you somehow end up with Kyrie Irving, right? I think you're looking at Jason Tatum. He's one of the most valuable. Um, he's, in my opinion, he's probably a top five trade asset in the league right now. Oh, top five trade asset of all time for Danny Age. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I, I could think of Donovan Mitchell probably is above him. Obviously not available. I mean. Is he the best player under the age of 24? That's tough. No. Who's better? I don't know. You probably put Booker in there. You probably put. Okay. There's a lot of players under the age of 24. All right. I'm, I'm just thinking of players who haven't been in the league for more than four years. I would say two years. He's probably. Well, yeah, that's easy, though. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I don't know. The best but player to come out of the league. The best just, player to come in the league in the last two years. Yeah. Okay. We, we're not prepared for this argument, so let's not even do it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That's the whole point. I mean, man. put you on your. No, spot. we're not. We're not prepared. I'm gonna be flicking through my. Oh, remember this oh, guy? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about I'm, going through the yes. the top. Yeah, all, all I'm gonna say is he's right up in that conversation, right? Okay. So, if you're going to give him up, you don't want a rental, and that's what the concern is for me. That's my concern. All right. Let's look ahead. Alright, it is time to look ahead. And this week it is brought to you by betonline.ag. Your online sportsbooks experts. Just go to the URL clnsmedia.com slash win and enter the promo code CLNS50 for 50% cash back on your first deposit. Now I will say it has been known that I like to gamble. And I did use this website for my Super Bowl bets, and um, I made some money. I'm not going to lie. Real hard cash online, betonline.ag. Just going to say game of the week, guys, when we're looking ahead. We'll be talking Celtics-Lakers in a minute. It's a 7.5 point spread. Why wouldn't you take the Celtics in that? That's a lock. That's your. That's that's my lock to you. Go on betonline.ag, put in some money, get 50%. Uh, of your first deposit, use the promo code CLNS50 and use the URL clnsmedia.com slash win. Again, BetOnlineAG, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Sean, what we got, man? We know we got the Lakers coming up, but what's going on out Lakers, that? dude. Lakers, LeBron, come to the garden, kid. It's going to be a fucking ruckus. Nah, man, I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see what happens with the Lakers. The Lakers did not look good the other night. They did not look good. Nor did the the Lakers bench when LeBron was sitting on the end of the bench looking like a looking like a loser. Somebody forgot to shower. Am I right? Uh, no one wants to sit next to him. Oh, so, was mad at him. yeah, because he smells so bad. Oh, what a loser. Anyways, after that, they got the Clippers coming. <laughs> Nah, man, I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Joel brought up L.A. week. Jesus, it's, it's ridiculous. They can't even plan it like this, man. L.A. in the Super Bowl. Kings coming in Saturday. Clippers coming in Sunday. Lakers coming in Thursday. What the fuck? You think they planned it? No, they didn't plan it, Sean. What's wrong with you? Yeah, they they saw the Rams and the Pats going at it, and they were like, you know what? Let's the make sure they the play schedule. the Lakers and the Clippers that week. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It's but you know what? Funny. All of a sudden, that Clippers game looks pretty winnable for the Celtics. So uh, in light of the, the, the trade that saw Tobias Harris leave L.A., all of a sudden, that team is very beatable for the Celtics. So yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they, um, they sweep the weekend. How things have changed. You have Cleveland, the Lakers, and the Clippers in one week, and they're all scrub games. It's the NBA for you in 20, 2019. By the way, uh, let's look back for a second. Fucking Patriots, man. <laughs> we haven't even talked about that yet. Of the course Patriots we're going to talk about it. Super right? Bowl. Another one for Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Man, I know the game wasn't as exciting as people wanted it to be, but a win is a win like they say. Uh, yeah. Tom Brady is once again, uh, reminds everyone that he is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Um, does him and Gronk come back next season? Nah. Gronk is done? We know Brady's not done. Nah. Gronk is done? Probably. Nah, man. One more. I don't know. One it's more. It's going to be tough. He did look good in the Super Bowl, so we'll see about that. I would be okay with Brady, Belichick, Gronk all hanging it up, go out on top. Like this? Yeah, because this no, is but nice. Brady, that, that's not in Brady's This book. is nice. This is nice. I like no, this. To me, the video you saw posted on Tom Brady's Instagram and Facebook, 
is pretty much him without saying it, looking at Garak and saying, come on, man, let's do one more. He's like, nah, man, I'm done. Come on, bro, let's do one more. Uh, really? He wants to? Come on, bro, we're going to do one more. All right, I'm going to do one more. He's got to figure out his contract, though. I mean, that's a big deal. Hey, man, just give him the minimum. He's not going to play for the minimum. Come on, give him the minimum. Nah, he's going to want meals. Yeah, he's, meals. he's been talking about meals. He's been pissed about his uh, contract situation. So I guess that makes sense. And he also had he didn't want to talk about it at all. He was he seemed pretty agitated after the game too. Yeah, the media just wants to go right for that question right after. He's like, I can, can I go celebrate first? Yeah, can I go with my family and friends right now because I just won a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't have you can't have a guy in Robert Kraft saying, "Nah, man, we can't pay you." When he's wearing that Meek Mill chain, man. He'd <laughs> be like, "Look at your chain, man." He's like, "Your chain is worth my contract. My contract. My contract is around your neck right now." Just just give me the chain. Yeah. Then we're even. I'll, I'll play. Pawn, I'll pawn this, and we'll be even. You don't even have to sign a contract. Just give me the chain. Anyways, go Pats. <laughs> and I gotta, Celtics are up next now. You know that. I got to party with Meek Mill. It's got to be right on my contract. So <laughs> every, every other Saturday, I go out with Meek Mill. Yeah, he's got to give me the sticky. <laughs> Gives me t- have you taken care of. That good stuff. Nah, six championships. We got the Sox. We got the Pats. We're spoiled around these parts. Yeah, man. I'm not even going to lie. I, like, thought for one second I should go to the parade. And I was like, nah, man, I'm not going to the parade. You, have you ever gone to parade? I've, I've been to plenty of parades. Stupid question. The last one I went to was with you. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was, that was a good time. Oh, yeah. I remember that day. You don't. <laughs> Definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, you, you were fucked up that day. I remember that. I remember someone messed you up with some snowballs. Yeah, I remember, I, remember I, I remember I saved my aggression and then tackled you into a snowbank when you were least expecting it. That was perfect. When Sean says least expected, we're talking about two hours later. Not even like <laughs> three to four and a half hours later. I'm like Sean, why are you doing this to me? What is going on right now? Oh, that's right, I hit you in the face with a snowball. Yeah, four at hours, one ago. o'clock. Then when when the sun was out. Yeah, it's now dark. It's dark now, and my face is in snow. Yeah, and it hurts. Well, that's what I'm saying. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> is the last one you went to? Yeah, and that wasn't even after the Falcons game. That, that was, was after, after the Seahawks. The Seahawks game. 2014. Man, we're spoiled. We're fucking old, too. Man, I remember back in 02, thinking how amazing it was that they won one. Yeah, I went little, to that. Little did we know. I went to that parade because I was like, I, I, oh, I, that was a great day. That was, that was like, I want to go to a parade. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we finally that, got that one. That was the old school one when they used to have the rally in uh, Government Center. Yeah, I saw mad titties that day. <laughs> and it was like 19 degrees out, too. Yeah, yeah, it was mad cold, mad titties. I was like, what? We were about 14. Man. 14? Yeah. So titties was good, man. You didn't see too many titties at 14. That was probably like my first live pair of titties I've ever seen. Like yeah, in, the, in public, right? That sounds about right. Not that I really counted because I didn't. I drink that day. Yeah, it's freaking crazy. Yeah, I was on the green line and some high school kids from Wellesley gave me a sip of uh, Captain Morgan's that they had in a water bottle. Man, you're so fucking cool. And then her friend said. Underage drinking is so awesome. Man. His, friend, her, his friend was his girl. It was like. What are you doing? He's like twelve. I go. I go. I'm fourteen. I'm fourteen, bitch. Yeah, I'm all like with. You an have attitude, your period yet? With an attitude, <laughs> they're looking at me like, "Oh yeah, that that's a big difference, buddy." Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nah, they. Yeah, and then I. And I got a slight buzz because I probably weighed about a buck ten at the time. So. Strangely enough, my favorite parade because I didn't go to the Celtics parade. I wasn't oh, able to go. No, I didn't go either. Man. I don't talk about that. But the Bruins parade was my favorite parade. I didn't go to that. That was the most fun parade. Most fun parade. You know what? The Red Sox in 2013 was my favorite one. Oh, that was a good one, too. That was a really good that one. Was, that was when Napoli was going ape yeah, shit. Yeah, Napoli went ape shit. Literally right next door. Yeah. McGreevy's. Yeah. I was right next door while he's going nuts. I had no idea uh, he was there. Fine. But either way, what made it spectacular was, one, the weather. 
Mm-hmm. It was like 70 degrees out of nowhere after it was like freezing cold beforehand. Yeah. And the fact that it was on a Saturday. So the day drinking was on point from start to finish. I believe the Bruins ones was on a Saturday too. That's why I was Those so are the awesome. best ones. Dude, yeah. They need I, to make that the norm. Yeah. Because everyone obviously doesn't have to work. Uh, a day like we had a couple of days for the Patriots. Yeah. Like I mean, the Patriots out. ones aren't going to be on a Saturday. The other ones could be on a Saturday. Why can't it be on a Saturday? Because the players go home, man, you know? Yeah, that's true. They, they pack up their stuff. and They, they, they out. Yeah, they're out. All right. Who's next? Give me, give me up to the All-Star break. Oh. All right. Uh, so, you got two tomato can L.A. teams coming in. Thursday with Lakers, crap. Clippers, crap. Then, the the schedule next week gets really, really interesting. Before the All-Star break, you do have to take on the newly revamped Philadelphia 76ers. That's going to be a great game. That's going to be a great game. That's Tuesday. Uh, Mr. Harris, Mr. Butler. That's in Philly, though, right? It's in Philly. You go travel down to Philly, the land of confetti. Take on those <laughs> those Celtics, and then you gotta then you get the Pistons. But by the way, I'm really interested in why Andre Drummond's name hasn't been put around on the trade deadline this year. The Pistons seem to be getting rid of everybody. Yeah, I'm not surprised though. It's kind of a tough sell. No, no, Drummond. Yeah. No. Why? He's not an expiring deal. Oh, yeah, it's just even more more more. Yeah, it's more intriguing. Yeah, we have to take on that contract. I'm fine with that contract. Mm. Either way, just interesting. You know, you see, like Porzingis move. Like I would much rather have Drummond than have whatever. It's what it is. Well, what about Mike Conley and uh, Marcus Saul? Mike Conley is a tougher one to move, but Marcus Saul. I mean, he's Marcus got one Saul year will left. Probably get moved. Yeah. And um, I've heard Charlotte being sniffing around on that, being very close to having a deal with Marcus Saul. What do you think about the uh, thought of Toronto switching up point guards? That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Lowry. And Valanciunas for Gasol and Conley. That was the deal. Yeah. Why? Hmm. Literally the same players. I think they're freaking out about Kawhi. Probably, but how does that make Kawhi feel better? <laughs> because you got some security, I guess. You no, got, you just you, bring you in the guys. same guys who now aren't used to playing with you. Like, Lowry or Conley, who are you going to take? I mean, offensively, it's a, it's who you gonna a better take? team. Who are you going to take? Lowry or Conley? Flip a coin. Okay. Like Valanciunas or Gasol? Gasol. Why are you even thinking about this right now? Marcus Gasol, even at his age. By how much, though? How much better is he than Valanciunas? Mm, significantly better. Significantly? Yeah. All right. Then fine. Yeah, make the deal. I don't know. But then you're locked in, though. Then you're locked in. The but if Kawhi leaves areas. you high and dry, I mean, you're not in the worst case. Yeah. You're not in worse shape. Sure. Because you still have Siakam. We'll see. Who's the biggest name going to move? Gasol. Gasol? Well, yeah. it might have already happened. might be Harris. I think it's Porzingis, but Harris? Well... I guess Porzingis counts. I'm talking about like deadline guys. Ah, Porzingis tomorrow, is a week old. Thursday, I mean, excuse me, Thursday. Or the last the 48 biggest, hours. The biggest name's going to move on trade deadline day is going to be. If I had to guess, Gasol. If I had to guess, Marcus Gasol. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like some no name schmuck. Then it would be a big name. Well, it's the only name. I don't think there's going to be a big name. It's going to be. Moved. What's the record? What does others do? Uh, they should go four zero. They should. That Philly game. That Philly game. They gotta win that Philly okay. game. They gotta win. That if they don't win that Philly game, then everything that I've been saying about Philly this year it's starting to come true. I'm gonna go three and one. Three and one. Yeah, 
It comes down to the wire, but I think they dropped that Philly game. No. But that's all, the one hell of a record heading into the All-Star. They, they needed to win these games. They've done a really good job with this winning streak. We've made it through this entire episode of not talking about how good the Celtics have been playing. Yeah. Because there's so much off-court drama. This is exactly drama. what pisses off Kyrie. There's so much off-court drama. You're missing the fact that the Celtics are playing the best basketball of the year right now. 5-0. 9-1 in the last 10. 9-1 in the last 10. Kyrie's playing the best ball in a Celtics uniform, arguably. Ever. Ever. Minus that run he had at the beginning. Remember that 17 game? Was it seventeen? No. Oh, not. last year. Yeah. 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 This year, <laughs> playing the best ball he played this year, this year in the Celtics uniform. Team's clicking. Seems like the roles are there. Hayward should be coming back better now after the All Star break. I think him playing in Cleveland and playing so well it, it was big for him. We will talk much more about the Celtics actually playing basketball after the trade deadline. <laughs> well, we yeah. promise. All Star weekend. I mean, well, that's all we have to talk about, pretty much. Yeah. All right. Well, all drama aside. I'm Dan Lothian, host of the Behind the Media podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Along with Jimmy Young, we dive into the biggest media headlines each week with honest, informed, and sometimes irreverent perspectives. It's not all serious. We deliver information and entertainment. As we like to say on Behind the Media, we find the interesting in media so you don't have to go searching for it. Listen to our podcast and get prepped for the next trip to the water cooler. Subscribe to Behind the Media wherever you get your podcast. Or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.